0: and welcome to the mental health boot camp podcast or what I'd like to call the boot Bootcamp Podcast. camp but uh, so this is a inaugural episode here so we're gonna get started by just introducing who the heck we are uh, I, am, I am dr. Ryan house I'm a psychologist in Pasadena California in the US of a I'm the sole American on this podcast And uh, and that's fine, because I have three great counterparts who are wonderful people. So why don't you take it away, Chris? Uh, I'm Chris. I'm a therapist up here in
1: Vancouver, Canada. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Um, You're You're kind of the brains behind this deal, aren't you? Yeah, this is a collaborative effort. So it kind of came together friends we met at the uh symposium in washington dc so we thought of uh, it'd be fun to launch a program the integrative mental health program uh based on all the latest research um so it's been a very organic process for sure
0: but uh it's been a fun ride yes right on brooke who are you
2: Uh, Hello, I am Dr. Brooke Lewis, and I am a registered clinical counsellor, and I'm also up in the Vancouver area of British Columbia, Canada, Um, and currently, I know you guys can't see us, but we're sitting out on my patio, and I have two dogs, and they may bark throughout this podcast.
0: Hmm. They're welcome. We welcome those dogs.
2: Joanna? (laughs)
0: Oh. Mute off, please. Hello,
3: everyone. Uh, my name is Joanna. I am also a therapist here uh, in Vancouver. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be part of this boot camp and this inaugural boot cast.
0: Yes, the boot cast, of course. Well, great. Well, um, the Mental Health Boot Camp podcast is actually an offshoot of our main our main uh, project, which is our mental health bootcamp, which is a website-based uh, program that people can do where you go in for 25 days, you get a series of little exercises and things to think about and you know things to journal about and then jot down and reflect upon, even some quizzes to take. And the whole idea here is that uh, we want to give people some structure to help them work on their, their health and their, their self-care. Yeah, is that a good summary, you guys? Is that about to say it?
3: I think you yeah. covered it.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, all right. So that's that's available for people who are interested. But we're going to just talk. We're going to bring up a topic every time uh, for these uh, brief little podcasts. And uh, and here's the twist. This This, I think, is going to be the fun part of this. The twist is the person presenting knows what the topic is. The other three don't. It's an ambush. Which dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. right, right. You guys have no idea. I'm presenting the first one here tonight, but you have no idea what I'm gonna talk about. And you're gonna to have to chime in from your clinical wisdom, which I actually was thinking about this, and I think this is pretty fitting because when someone goes to therapy, you know, the therapist doesn't have any idea what you're gonna bring up that day. You just kinda of have to roll with it, you know? Roll with it, respond, give your feedback and uh and that's kind of what we're doing here we have all these seasoned clinicians here we're gonna have them uh put them on the spot a little bit and give them a chance to respond to the topic you guys still good with this or you want to change uh, change lanes all of a sudden here
2: nope go for it i uh, think what about you two
1: let's do it let's see yeah. what we have for us
2: yeah sounds right. good
1: this ambush i think i would ever yeah but. Mm-hmm.
2: Feel a little stressed out, a little anxious, a little sweaty. Let's do
0: this. <laughs> well, I don't mean to create too much stress for you guys, but I think, uh, I think this one, I think you guys can handle this one. Tonight, I would like to talk about self-care.
1: Oh, self-care? I know
2: nothing about that. <laughs> that
3: is self-care.
0: In fact, even though... This is an audio podcast. Uh, Brooke even brought out a little something today that was the kind of apropos for self care, right? What is the little thing that you're holding in your hand?
2: Yeah, I'll do a little plug for it. So um, today, I'll show, I know you guys can't see it online, but uh, I'll show everyone else who's looking. So today I received, a, I supported a Kickstarter through the Awkward Yeti. Um, I really appreciate The Awkward Yeti. He, he does a comic book series and has plushies and all these different things. So I got a, a new game It's called when, like Panic Attacks. When Panic Attacks. So it's a, an anxiety game. And mm. it has like anxiety triggers and like self-care things that you can do to help your anxiety. And as part of like the promotion on the Kickstarter, I got a little stress squeezy.
1: Mm. And it's like,
2: I'm not sure what it's supposed to be.
1: Like maybe an amygdala? Potentially? I'm not what sure it is.
0: Or a gallstone?
1: Yeah. Like, it
3: looks like an egg.
1: <laughs> like what?
0: It looks like a very scared egg. Yes,
3: yeah, so an yeah. egg about to crack.
2: Yeah, so for those listeners, it's about three times the size of an egg, but egg shaped somewhat, flat on the bottom, uh, gray, and then it has bulging eyes, a downturned mouth, and limbs that look like they're kind of squished up and kind of like hugging the self but it definitely looks like a stressed out big egg
0: i like it need some self-care the little guy he does does need some self-care so i'm just gonna throw out three little areas of self-care that uh we believe are kind of the foundation of self-care and uh you guys are welcome to chime in um, of course, there are many other ways to, uh, to practice self-care, but uh, these are kind of the basics. The, the three wheels of the self-care triangle, we might say. So the first of them would be um, the three wheels of the tricycle, is what I might say, not the triangle. Three wheels of the tricycle. All right. I'll forgive myself for that and for that, practice some self-care, right? A little, little first episode uh, stumbles, all right? So first, we're going to talk Nutrition. Nutrition is so important for us. You are what you eat. And it makes a huge impact on our body and our, our wellness. There's been growing research out there lately that uh, that gut bacteria is actually a very important part of uh, serotonin development and how we, uh, you know, what we eat and what, how we treat our food it makes a big difference regarding our mood. Um, we, uh,
1: have we moved
3: through? I think, pause one second, Ryan. Uh, the airplane over there near Chris and Brooker is very, <laughs> very, very, very loud.
2: It's <laughs> so far away.
3: It, like, I could not hear Ryan when that, yeah. For real?
1: yeah. It's a little plane over there. It's,
2: it's coming your way, Joanna. It's I, coming, <laughs> heading
1: in your direction. So, so nutrition is what you're saying. Just the, John, yes.
0: here. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Gut flora. That's right. Nutrition makes a big difference just in terms of the the body chemistry. But, uh, you know, nutrients and minerals and vitamins and things like omega three, fish oils, things like that, that really have been shown to to improve mood and help people feel uh, more balanced, less sluggish, kind of more sharp mentally. Do you guys have uh, any experience with this? Well Christopher: Yeah, I
1: learned a bit about this, uh, how you know, people want to release various neurotransmitters within their brain, like um, serotonin and oxytocin and endorphins. That, that actually comes from amino acids from food. So if you're not eating a proper diet, then your body can't produce the neurochemicals necessary to actually make you feel better, right? Yeah. So often, if you're, uh, your diet is crap, then you're likely going to f- feel like crap. As a result, so.
0: huh.
1: You guys did similar things, or? <laughs> <So> <laughs> a- you
3: took the words out of my mouth, Chris.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the exact same thing. Huh. Um, I was actually, wasn't gonna go into amino acids, but um, I agree that nutrition is extremely important in self care um, because we do wanna fuel our body well and we wanna fuel it with good things that are uh, nu- nutrition dense. Um, But we also want to be aware of things and mindful of things that our body does not like. So I know of the four of us, two of us have some dietary restrictions. And if we were to eat things that didn't sit well, that would then impact our energy levels, irritability, potentially headaches, um, focus and concentration, which then impact your social circle, whether or not you're able to connect your quality of life. You know, there's all these other things. Um, so I think nutrition plays a big role, not just to, like, we want to be eating a healthy diet, but we also want to be paying attention to what doesn't make us feel well. We do that through mindfulness, as well as testing if you need to go that far to make sure that you are eating things that make you feel energized and clear and, and good.
0: Yeah. Well, what if, what if I just feel, if I'm feeling sluggish, what if I just load up on caffeine? And then at night, if I have a hard time like quieting down my brain, I just drown it in a bunch of alcohol. How's that work? Is that okay?
2: Right. That would be kind of crummy. That would probably not be very good because then you're going to be dehydrated and your whole system's going to be off, right? You've been bungee jumping all day. But um, yeah. I
1: like it. Bungee jumping. That's good. Yeah, well, it impact your sleep and a whole yeah. bunch of other things there. But I just want to yeah. hear what Joanna has to say about this. Too. Me
2: too. Uh,
3: What I think about is if people are depending on uh, caffeine to, you know, have energy throughout throughout the day, it's, you know, ideally it's good to kind of look at their nutrition overall. Like if they're depending on that for energy or needing alcohol to kind of get to sleep, then I think that means uh, they may be lacking, creating really a nourishing uh, diet for themselves. So it's more of a, maybe a little bit of a reminder for themselves to, be eating well or to take a peek at, um, yeah, what they're eating or even a lack of eating. I feel like when I get busy, I tend to not eat as much because I don't, or I'm eating out more. um, And that really affects me. Um, I notice it a lot in my energy as well as just my overall wellness, so.
2: And on that note uh, about like what you're eating or noticing these things, just a, a quick mention of how it can go too far. So, if you're thinking about eating well and healthy, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, we have orthorexia, right? Which is the preoccupation with eating healthy foods, um, along with a sense of purity. So, like a fear of eating what would be deemed processed or a certain food groups, such as dairy or fats or, or different grains, um, because they're not pure, and what that would do for you and And so it can go too far. So we do want a healthy balance where you can um, close up for the night and eat some cookie dough if you want, or if you want to have a glass of wine on a Thursday, (laughs) that's not so
1: bad. We do those things. Yeah. It's interesting though, the whole idea of uh, inflammation, right? So some sugars like inflame Mm -hmm. the body.
2: Nightshade vegetables. Yeah.
1: It uh, causes havoc on your body physically, but also mentally too. So yeah, So. Strong connection there with anxiety and our mood overall, right?
0: Boy, you guys know a lot about this stuff. I ambushed you with the right question. (laughs) This is good. Um, Also, I want to make just a quick little uh, Canadian to American uh, translation. We're both speaking English, but I just need to make a little point out one little thing. Uh, A minute ago, Brooke said the word process. And I just want uh, the Americans listening to know that that word in Eng- in American English is actually process. Okay, so your <laughs> process—it's actually process for the Americans out there. Okay, well,
1: it was nice to have a, an American translator on this podcast. Woo! It's very helpful.
2: I'm sure you'll be used more often than that. Can't <laughs> wait to say like, what else are we going to say? Good, good, yeah. good.
0: <laughs> just have to point these things out. You know, we we. We Americans are a little slow on the uptake sometimes, so we got to, you know, point these things out. Okay, we got two more areas that I want to cover of self-care. The second being physical activity. Ooh. Physical activity, yes. Anything that moves your body. Dancing, frolicking, skipping, walking, all sorts of things that uh, you can do just to move around a little bit. Um, people kind of think of this as being sort of a no-brainer, but really... I mean, the, the, the research is really strong that supports the idea that that 30 minutes of exercise three times a week is equivalent to taking a low dose of an antidepressant for people. Um, you know, strong exercise does wonders for the body, not just in your self-esteem, like, yay, I tackled that, but the increased blood flow and just the, the body movement uh, has been shown to, to really benefit people in in pretty remarkable ways. And uh, for some folks, if they're feeling sluggish and down, just getting on a good exercise protocol is really all they need to, uh, to boost themselves back up. Um, you guys wouldn't know anything about the mind-body connection when it comes to exercise, would you?
2: Well, Ryan, did you know my dissertation was on physical activity for emotional regulation? Did
0: I don't think I did, or maybe I forgot.
2: Surprise or physical activity for the treatment of non-suicidal self-injury. So um, what you're saying is true based off of many, many, many research articles. So uh, some of the the articles suggest that it's actually only needed like 20 minutes a day of moderate physical activity, like 15 to 20 minutes even. And moderate physical activity would be um, at a level where if you were walking uphill with a friend, you would be winded, but you would be able to get the sentence out, but you would do so in a labored way. So you're still able to talk, but it's um, you're taking moments for breath, and that would be considered moderate physical activity. Yeah. And then uh, after those fifteen or twenty minutes per day, your benefits are actually being capped out physically and, and for mental health. So as oh, really? long, as, yeah, and as as long as the uh, person is doing an activity that they enjoy. It doesn't seem to matter what it is. So they've done studies. I looked at studies for boxing versus aerobics versus walking versus weight training, swimming, dancing, and it didn't matter. It just mattered that the person enjoyed it.
1: Prancing? Okay.
2: There was no prancing. Frolicking? Do a study about prancing. For sure. Yeah.
1: You know, Joanna is actually my sister, my second favorite sister. <laughs> uh, and uh, she got me hooked on this uh, local boot camp that's 35 minutes a day. I think total, but that involves stretching and the cool down. Um, I actually went today and I, I think I got that workout high that release of endorphins and I felt uh, fantastic. But I think Joanna goes three times a day. I go off a few times a week, but
0: oh, wow. <laughs> not quite,
3: but one today. But <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's that's... built in. It's, it's, uh, it took me a little while to really build, um, physical activity into my daily routine um it'd be something i'd like to do on the weekends or try to get out and hike or just uh get outside in some way but i think um everyone finds something that works for them and for me uh it was a big a really good community and it just was the right time right place
1: so i think it's an interesting point though we're talking about this earlier actually is uh, we're kind of built to move a bit right yeah we're not built to sit so I was talking about how, when I talk on the phone, I like to pace and walk around. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, therapeutically, some of the research being done right now is when you walk and talk, um, it actually can enhance um, that communication and mm-hmm. connection with someone, right? Yes. The brain operates at the optimal level when we're actually moving versus sitting.
0: I'll tell you, during this time of, uh, of, of the lockdown here in the States, and I, I don't know if you guys are still locked down or not, but um, I have a few clients that, uh, we, we go on walks together, <laughs> meaning not, yeah. and not together together. We're on the phone. I'm walking around my neighborhood. They're walking around their neighborhood. Oh, that's
2: yeah. a good idea.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's a great way. I actually like those the best. I mean, it's been pretty warm down here, so it's great at, at early in the morning. My first appointment, um, if they want to talk on the phone and go for a walk, I'll do the same. and It's really, really nice.
2: Oh, that's great. That's awesome. I had actually done walk and talks with clients before, but it was in the community. So there was consent given, you know, confidentiality, but we would pick somewhere that's slow, not really populated and go for a walk and talk for a session. Um, but there's additional benefits to that. Uh, you're probably not getting your heart rate to a moderate level by doing that. You are moving your body, but you are connecting with nature. You're outside getting fresh air, looking at nature, maybe yeah. stopping to smell the, the flowers along the way, different things like that. That's it. Yeah. That's
0: so it. Yes. Yeah. So I
2: what have, did everyone do for physical activity today?
0: Well, um, I actually started my day with one of those walking therapy sessions. And, uh, and then I have my, my boys doing a variety of physical things during the day. So I joined them for that. We actually played Floor is Lava uh, during some of the oh, day. Oh, nice fun. Nice. It's well, a classic. Yes. A little, little climbing around the living room. It was pretty good.
3: That's great. Nice. I went to uh, the boot camp this morning, Brooke. Yeah, I did too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Joanna and I did some skull crushers and skaters and
3: high knees
1: and, knees and bicep curls. Yeah. Nice.
2: Well, I'm lacking in it. I went for a leisurely walk around the block. It's like 10 minutes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but that is better. Like, that's something. It's movement, right? And it doesn't need to be a lot of movement, I feel like. A lot of people get overwhelmed if they don't have any routine, but it really just takes 10 minutes here,
0: five minutes there. Beautifully done. Okay, bringing us to our last topic, which is sleep. Oh, oh man. Don't really like sleep. Yes, sleep is great. Experts recommend that adults get between seven and nine hours of sleep per night. And and it's important. This is when we both rest physically rest physically, but we also rest mentally Our our brain is actually pretty active when we're sleeping. It's The belief is that we're consolidating memory and kind of getting rid of unnecessary stuff that we don't need to remember and uh, And kind of making sense of things, you know, a lot of people will will go to bed with a question in their mind and wake up with an answer Um, And so sleep is is crucial uh you know the, the lack of I mean, we know this because the lack of sleep is incredibly detrimental to someone's mental health and physical health uh and sometimes just when people can get a, a few good nights sleep in a row it makes all the difference in the world for their, their mental health so uh plus we get to dream and sometimes dreams are pretty nice sometimes dreams are not so nice the uh, nightmares are not fun so but anyway, just to, to bring up this topic of sleep, wondering if you guys have any thoughts on uh, on the importance of that. Um you know, it's funny, sleep is
1: an ongoing issue with a lot of the clients, so I, I meet I'm sure it's the same for all of you. Yeah. And the tedious thing about sleep is if you try really hard to fall asleep, what's gonna happen? You're not gonna you
0: fall. Asleep. Asleep. Yeah, exactly
1: forward you know you have some quinoa and some omega-3 fish oil and stay away from some cake and it's probably going to have a benefit beneficial impact on your health but sleep is is a little trickier than that isn't it so often we explore various techniques that can maybe help someone um, focus their mind in a way that will increase the chances of them falling asleep
0: I like it yeah sleep hygiene I mean there's certainly been a lot talked about regarding sleep hygiene things like you know, use your, use your bedroom for sleeping, <laughs> sleeping only. Um, yeah.
3: Stop technology like an hour before going to yeah. bed.
2: No heavy meals or or really any food or like um, fatty foods or exercise Yeah, two no. to three hours before bed.
1: So no skull crushers before no bed. No skull crushers.
2: Bed,
0: right.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's lots of, of yeah, things and alcohol, getting out of bed yeah. if you wake up. Right, like if you wake up in the middle of the night or you can't fall asleep, um, can't fall back to sleep within 20 minutes, you wanna get out of bed and you wanna go do something calming and relaxing until your head nodding and then go back. Yeah, um, yeah for sure.
1: but booze as well can impact oh. your ability to get quality sleep. Man. So I'm referencing this conference a lot today but this symposium, there's a, a presenter and you're saying that even one beer, one glass of wine can impact your quality of sleep. I've never seen so many therapists I rate in my life. He's like, what about this research? And one glass of red wine can improve your heart. And the guy was like, whoa, 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 whoa. don't kill a messenger here. But even one um, beverage of some kind can uh, impact your ability to get stage four or stage five sleep, right? So you wake up more exhausted. As wow. a result. But I'm actually kind of curious. What? So in terms of sleep hygiene, are there any other techniques that you recommend for, for those to calm their mind and fall other,
2: asleep? Other than? What are the ones that you already...
3: We well, talked about like stopping drinking heavy meals, like more routine before
0: bed. Yeah, yeah in your bedroom just for sleep, that sort of yeah. thing. Um, and I meant
1: more like often when things are quiet, that's where people's minds can take off a bit, right? And they start to fixate
0: and focus on things. I think, yeah, oh. I think there are a lot of individual differences. Oh, so go ahead, Brooke.
2: So I was just asking, clarifying if he meant while you're in bed trying to fall asleep. Oh, which case okay. that would be the time. So. When we say your bedroom is only for sleeping, that includes worrying. Like, so if you're going into bed and that's the time when your mind's active because you're worrying, then you need to be getting up and getting out of bed and doing something. So um, expression and containment, do something to express those feelings and then do something to contain them to go back to sleep. But if that's happening regularly, then part of your post-dinner routine is going to be journaling or having a worry time to get rid of those anxious thoughts so that Your brain isn't saving worry time for when you're in bed. You actually have worry time at 7 p.m. So those thoughts are already cleared out before you're even in your bedroom because it's associating worry and bed, which is not good.
0: Not good.
3: I'm curious what you would say because I have my thought on this. Of the three, nutrition, physical activity, and sleep, what would you rate as the most important when it comes to self-care?
0: Oh, Oh, this is a tough one. I think it was ambushed, or, uh, ambushed.
2: our ambush. Ambush of an ambush. <laughs> Isn't it like a three-legged stool? If you like, you're gonna chop all the like. You're just gonna fall over. Like, don't they have to? Like, you think one's more important than the other?
0: Well, look. I think. Well, geez, this is a tough one. But I'm thinking of like just in terms of necessity, right? We if you don't sleep for a week you could die. You have cardiac arrest and just die. If you don't eat for a week, you will probably survive, but you'll be really hungry and starving and malnourished. If you don't exercise for a week, you're American. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, (laughs) But
2: isn't there how long is it that if you don't eat that genuinely don't eat at all starvation death, how long does that is that one week or two weeks? Because it was like water, isn't it?
0: No, people, people have done, as long as they're drinking, people have done starvation for, for up to a month, I believe. People go on hunger strikes for long periods of time. True um, it, it's, it's, it's the dehydration. If they don't have any liquid, then they're going to die quicker, right?
2: Yeah. So sleep. Because if you're not sleeping, you're going to go cray-cray.
3: Yeah. Or you're going to use other methods to get your energy up, right? You're going to depend more on the caffeine. You're going to... Like, Literally. it seems, I think, I agree they all intermingle, but I just, I've heard a lot of just sleep, 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 and that's when our, I don't know, yeah,
2: that's our also brain recharges. Like sleep deprivation, right? Like, it's a torture technique because after, it's like three days of no sleep and you start hallucinating and yeah. um, having really, really severe, severe mental health distortions and, um, yeah, a yeah. lot of paranoia and hallucinations and... You're, you're just shut down because when you're sleeping glial cells go around and they're like the garbage collectors in your brain and they go around and they clean up the stuff and put stuff away. So without that, you're like, yeah, you're just not going to function.
0: Um, all right. We'll wrap this up here, but I'll, I'll add one little piece to this, which is I think the way I was framing it was like, okay, which one would be the most harmful if you didn't have it. Right. But we could also look at this in terms of what would be the most beneficial if you did make a positive change there, right? And,
1: oh, I and see.
0: So I would actually say, for me, I would say that uh, diet would be the most. If you if you needed to change one of those for the better, I think I think changing your diet would make the biggest impact. What's I more? would, I would go with sleep. Yeah,
2: I don't
3: know. I just I I
2: think people are sleeping. Pardon? Under the assumption that people are sleeping,
1: like improving their sleep,
2: I think it's just getting the
3: good quality and the length of sleep which you're sleeping. I think that just has such an impact on our daily functioning, Um, and even how our digestion works and like our. I don't know. I just I think it's a big it's a big one. I don't disagree with the diet. I think that's very
1: important. Uh, I think sleep has a lot of yeah. No, I think I'm with you, Joe. I think sleep as well. I think when people have uh, awful sleep hygiene it can uh, have a pretty major impact on their well-being uh, brooke what do you think
2: i'm going with ryan I'm,
3: no.
1: uh, you going to
2: divided because i think if you improved your nutrition you would improve your sleep but if you improved your sleep you wouldn't necessarily improve your nutrition yeah. mm. Interesting. like you can sleep well but still eat a bunch of junk but if you eat better you would probably sleep better um, and at stages of sleep. So restorative sleep happens in deep sleep and deep sleep decreases as we age. So as we get to be senior citizens, we might still be sleeping 10 hours, but we're not getting the same amount of restorative sleep. So I think like you could still, like if you're if you're gonna miss one sleep cycle a night, but you're eating well, I think that would be better than getting the extra sleep cycle and eating yeah. garbage.
1: That was actually pretty convincing. I'm on your team now. You <laughs> just-
3: the only one thing I would think is that it's not. I don't think it's cause and effect, or not. I know you're not saying that. I think I totally. think if you're like if you eat better, that means you're gonna sleep better. I, I think there's so many factors why a lot of people don't. If they're busy, their schedule's too much, or they're they're prioritizing other things over their sleep um that's where i would think there could be change not only in just the nutrition i for sure think um what you eat can definitely impact your sleep i support that for like
2: the sure. amount of time sleeping i think that if you improve your eating and reduce alcohol and caffeine then your your quality of sleep is going to be better in which case it's going to be more restorative
1: yeah yeah so both can be extremely dramatic
2: 100
1: being that was crazy yeah you know just um sleep again like Often do some monotonous, right? So trying to focus our mind in the very boring task, counting up, counting down, counting by three for those that can do that. But also reminding, I remind people that if if people have a hard time falling asleep, they often get frustrated at the fact of not falling asleep. They start to do the math in their head. So I'm only gonna get four or five hours of sleep now, and that creates more stress and they stay awake. So I'm just trying to normalize it a bit. And so you're not gonna, you're not gonna perish, you know. Let the body figure that out just embrace it even like a paradoxical approach could help try your hardest not to fall asleep for instance or embrace the fact you're awake a bit and usually that will make you a little more tired i
0: like that right if you spend your time beating yourself up for not sleeping you're not gonna it's not gonna help any any of the matters is it well you guys this has been a brilliant talk. I want to end on a, on a note here, and this, we're calling this a, a zeitgeist, which is just sort of a, a, a thought or a saying or a quote or something that sort of captures, I think, where we are today. Um, and, and this is the one that I chose for tonight. It's a, it's a quote from someone uh, named Walter Elliott, and it goes like this. Perseverance is not a long race. It is many races, one after another. And I think the way that I've been looking at this uh, quarantine and and the pandemic has often been like, oh my gosh, how long is this gonna be? how, you know, how long is it gonna last? And where is this going? Where are we headed? Uh, but it's really, it's it's many little races. It's waking up each day and facing the challenge, and um, you know, doing doing battle with the day, making peace with the day, and uh, and then. Restarting again tomorrow. I don't know. You guys, have any thoughts? I like on that? that. That's great. Mm-hmm. That definitely captures the spirit of the times. Well, that's the idea of a zeitgeist, isn't it? Well, I love um, the zeitgeist.
3: <laughs> and I like it too because it, if we consider it, you know, it's a, it's a mental shift because if you consider it one big race, you're like, when is this going to end? Versus if it's mm-hmm. many races, you're like, you know what? There was something like. Okay, we got through this. We got through this a little bit. I know it's not over, but at least there's this part. There's something, there's hopeful there. I got to do this. Or you just maybe focus more on the little victories or successes or positives. Um, And then you're like, you know what? There's going to be another race tomorrow. But hey, we got through this one.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it shifts the mindset and the
0: metrics as well. Well, there's our show for the day. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Did you guys, did you guys have fun? It was okay, I guess. Uh, I don't know.
2: <laughs> are you uh, do great you? Time.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, our, our race is done for the day, and uh, we will put this uh, boot cast to rest, and uh, see you guys again next time, all right?
1: No, Ryan, are, are you going to play the guitar in a little jingle or something like that?
3: Oh, bananas. Yeah. Need yeah. to get our... I see it behind him.
0: The guitar behind yeah. I think oh, um, you just wait. There will be, I'll, I'll start playing here in a second. So see you guys <laughs> later on. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.